0: This week WCSU 411 brings you off campus for a little Danbury history. I'm Paul Steinmetz and we were on hand for the official dedication of the refurbished Uncle Sam statue that once stood at the great Danbury State Fair and now has been installed at the Danbury Train Museum on the corner of White Street and Fourth Avenue. The old fair had many statues of fictional characters, like Uncle Sam and Paul Bunyan and Cinderella, and they were a big part of what the fair was known for. People would go there just for that. The fair and the race arena that accompanied it closed in 1981 and the statues and everything else were auctioned off. Danbury old timers, though, have pined for it ever since, so the dedication was a good time for these folks. Two men wore top hats for some reason, and another 200 or so people gathered for the ceremony, which featured a little nostalgia and history and cheering for old Uncle Sam. We start with Antonio Ayadarola, who is the director of public works for Danbury. He got the assignment to haul Uncle Sam here and get it in shape and then put it up at the train museum. All right, I'm here with Anthony oh, Iadarola, you... Iadarola yeah. thank you, Anthony Ayadarola. And you were responsible for getting this placed here, right?
1: Yeah, we... Uh... Actually, we're responsible for making the uh, connection to grabbing them up in Lake George, Mm -hmm. uh, which we did just before they got hit with several major storms up there. Then we trucked them all the way back to Danbury, and uh, that was just the time we found our restoration uh, company, and then we trucked them up to Harwington, Connecticut, and that's where he went through his restoration Mm -hmm. process and then uh, trucked them back down here. So he's got a lot of mileage on him, (laughs) but uh, he looks great. Great up, move, worth Came up penny. beautiful. Worth every penny. Yeah.
0: They didn't teach so you this in uh, public work school, No, though, no.
1: This is one of the most unique projects I've worked on and probably one of the funnest. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, difficult because very hard to find somebody that can actually do this type of restoration. And then we had to do a lot of detailed work determining his history and what his actual, you know, facial features were. Right. So we're able to conquer all of that. And uh, Robin's Graphics, who did the restoration, did a great job. Really Really bringing him back to his origin. Then you
0: uh, had to f- he, the cane wasn't original, right? So you had to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. So all out.
1: I don't know if you guys heard about the history of him. Um, There's two of Uncle Sam's that were commissioned. They were commissioned by a gentleman that started a company selling hamburgers. And he commissioned two of them because he was going to put them in front of each one of his restaurants. Well, after the second one, they got pretty costly. But the cane hand actually used to hold a hamburger. Oh. (laughs) So at some point uh, when um, it went to the fair in 1971, his hand was cut and reversed. And they put a cane underneath his hand. Oh, no yeah, kidding. Yeah, so that's the history of the cane.
0: So the hamburger is
1: lost? The hamburger, what was funny is the hamburger weighed too much, and what it did is it, it actually tilted him several times, so he came off of his stand, and they realized that the best thing to do was not have him hold a hamburger at all. So for a long time, his hand was just sticking out like he was collecting money. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then at some point, somebody uh, in Danbury decided to put the uh, cane in, un- underneath his hand. I see. Yeah. I
0: think thought all the statues, for some reason, I just thought all the statues were made right there for the fair, but it sounds like he collected no, he them was, all. No, uh,
1: he was actually made, the company that made them uh, is International Fiberglass Company. Huh. They were from Venice, California. Yeah, and uh, the sister, if you, or if you will, the brother, is actually located in Ohio. Um, and uh, it's pretty interesting, but uh, they made several 25-footers, but only two 40-footers.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so is the um, the other, the brother, is it uh, holding a hamburger still?
1: No, I, I really don't know if he is holding a hamburger but no. Supposedly the design flaw was the extent of his hand being so far out from his body and mm-hmm. with the weight of the hamburger it created that tipping. <laughs> so I don't believe they actually ever were able to get him to hold a hamburger right. other than momentarily until he started falling over.
0: This seems like a more respectful setting for an Uncle Sam statue, don't you think? It is, us? it is. And Amber we built a,
1: we built an incredible, beautiful little park so people can come and visit, sit down, take some pictures with them, and uh, it's really been incredible project mm, yeah, it's really very is. nice yeah and
0: so have you taken a selfie with it yet i mean where no, do you stand I, to do I've that i've taken
1: so many pictures of him that it like took up an entire category in my phone but uh no we uh every day i see somebody else uh taking a picture or tagging themselves with him so it's great that's that's what he's here for yeah uh, but the number of people that reached out and just said you know, see this through. Make sure he comes back is is really amazing. Uh, there's so much memory related to him mm-hmm. being at the fair, mm-hmm. and people meeting up underneath him, uh, which was really well. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. Since so since most of the people would go, and uh, you know, after being out for a couple hours, whether it was the kids or somebody else, they say we're going to meet an Uncle Sam at let's say two o'clock or three right. o'clock. So uh, he was a, a, a location to kind of gather after a long day at the fair.
0: It'd be great great if this became a direction sign now for people who come to Danbury, right? Turn yeah. left at Uncle Sam. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I could see that happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, great. Thanks for all your work no on No problem. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for
2: talking.
0: Jack Stetson is a step-grandson of John Leahy, who owned the fair from about 1945 to 1981, when it was sold to the corporation that built the Danbury Fair Mall on the site. Mr. Stetson owns Leahy Fuel on White Street and wrote a book about the fair, where he worked for many years. He was not happy when it was sold. So I imagine this is nice for you to be able to see this now. Well, it was kind of a shock. You know, I come
3: to work every morning down Maple Avenue, and of course I was aware of all this was happening. And one morning, there he is, And I think, oh my God, this thing is right in my face every day. You know? It was... Uh, It was uh, for me a bittersweet time the last couple of years. And I kind of thought the less I thought about the fair, the better for my own psyche, you know. But then I got involved with, uh, I did a film in the 19. Ninety-eight, and then Billy Michael had me do a review at the uh, movie theater at the Palace. Right. We did two years, and that was fun. Yep. And then I decided I better do something about this book, which had been on my mind for years and years. Yep. And so I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter was laughing. She says, "You mean you just sat down and wrote a book?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "How do you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> I nice, said, "Well, basically, you sit down
0: and write." You know, right. But it comes down to. So, so when you say last couple of years, you were kind of down about the. You mean the last 30 Um, years? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. just last two or three. Yeah, yeah. So this is good for Danbury too, right? A it's nice memory. For, of it's great. The... It's great
3: for Danbury. It brings people downtown. It's especially good for the railway museum, which probably doesn't get enough traffic. Right. And and for the museum downtown, which uh, I support and they support me, and it's been really good. So.
0: And you got your um, billboard up there at the corner of White and Baumforth. Well, it was in the right place at the right time, That's
3: and right. I thought this would be a good thing to do, and and it's been very well accepted from the comments we've gotten.
0: And I guess that's, you used to, or the Leahy Fuels used to put up a, a seasonal billboard every year for the to get people to go to the fair, is that what it was? Yeah,
3: we use it for fair advertising, race advertising, mm-hmm. and Mr. Leahy donated it too. It used to be the community chest back then, oh, yeah. and then during Red Cross month, they would put a Red Cross billboard up, and he did several of those uh, through the winter time, as well as
0: advertise for our, our own needs. And you were talking about how the uh, fair really was the uh, social network of the time, right back in the ni- early 1900s. Anyway, sure right? was. Yeah, yeah. It was a big get together and the
3: whole town shut down. Uh, there was bunting on all the buildings on Main Street. Uh, there were uh, trains dedicated to go from here to the fairgrounds. There was trolley service over there, and people, if you look at the old pictures, people were dressed to the nines to go to the fair. You know, three-piece three vested suits, ties, hats, the
0: whole nine yards. It was a big deal for Danbury. Yeah. And then it shut down during the war, World War II, which I didn't realize, and then Mr. Leahy bought it, right, and or accumulated the shares and right. made right. it into what any of us who remember it would uh, remember now, right? Yeah. I think... Oh, from everything I've been able to discover in my research, that at, at that
3: time, it was dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there would have been money found other than Mr. Leahy, who had the interest and the money, to bring it back. That's what it sounds So like. we
0: got another 30 years out of That's it. That's right. <laughs> and by the end, it was the longest-running state fair in the country, right? I'm not aware of that. I don't know. Maybe not. It was something I remember hearing. It was the biggest Connecticut well, fair, the longest-running Connecticut fair. It, it was fair, probably the
3: only fair that was uh, owned by one man, right? And uh, he, he grabbed a hold of the name, the Great Danbury State Fair, because the state didn't want to do anything about it. And <laughs> he right. thought, well, we're the biggest and bestest, so <laughs> let's call it that. And there was a little grumbling, but it became known as that uh, ever since he did that. That's so, right. It was known
0: as yeah, that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thanks very much. Okay, I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks okay, for being here. very great. good. Talk to you later. Jim Beckman of Jim's Welding Service in Danbury is one of the few people who have been inside the statue, which has a small door built into its backside. Jim climbed (laughs) inside and welded a structure of iron pipes that acts as Uncle Sam's skeleton to keep it upright and steady. And he describes what that was like. What's your name, Jim? Uh, Jim Beckman. Great. And you own Jim's welding service in Danbury? Yes, sir. So they were describing during the ceremony how you climbed into Uncle Sam here and welded
2: the structure inside that holds it up. Yeah, it's like a tubular structure inside. There's about 150 linear feet of steel inside of him, okay, that goes vertically, horizontally, uh, left to right, and also uh, front to back.
0: Did they lay it down while you were in there? No.
2: You you had To go up on a ladder and climb in the uh his uh escape hatch. Yeah, yeah, the back door there, yes. Yep. How was that in there? Um it was okay. It was I've been in tighter spots, yeah, you know, but uh uh we just actually we got in there at uh like 7:30 in the morning and not come out until about after two (laughs) o'clock. And and I didn't once we were in there, we were in there. Yeah. You know, and Uh, so how many welds did you do? Danny and I were both in there. Oh, okay, good. Uh how many welds? Oh my god. Yeah, and it's steel, right? Yeah, it's all steel. It's all square uh, tube steel, like and, material like this. Oh, okay, and that was the original in there. Did you make build it in there? Yes, we built it in there. Huh. Okay, basically from the from the uh, the footing. Uh-huh. Okay, there's uh, huge three quarter plate, approximately twelve inches. Ten or twelve inches wide, three feet long, uh-huh. and then there's vertical four by four square tubes that go right up uh, just above where his jacket starts. Uh-huh. All right, and that's the main foundation. All right, and then we bridged off of there with two by two square tubing yeah. steel. That's quite a job. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It was you know, but it was it was a really neat project. You know, as a kid, I remember. Sure. You know. Being there, right. you know, with the races, stock car races and stuff. So, uh, so that's why I wanted, to, you know, be involved in it. Yeah. And weren't you afraid it was going to collapse in on you no. while you were in there, or anything? No. Nope. I was. Uh, it was wobbly. I mean, it was. it was. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was teetering. Uh-huh. Okay. But it was still very safe. <laughs> you know, because of the way it's mounted here and then right. coming up.
0: So the tubing really is keeps it straight up and won't let it uh, fall over
2: in the wind. Uh, things. Like yeah. That. It's. it's it's the inner frame. It's the inner frame that. Uh, Hi, Stephen. It good. Uh, it's the inner framework uh, that really. I mean, he stands there by himself. Yeah. But it's the, the steelwork inside that maintains. Right. You know, is it good for 100 miles an hour? We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out someday. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great. Thanks, Jim. I much. appreciate it. it. Thank you very much.
0: Mayor Mark Bowden has been working for several years to bring Uncle Sam back from Lake George. He persuaded local businesses to donate money and time and welding services to put Sam back together, and the mayor may have been the proudest one at the dedication. All right, so you've been planning this for how many years, this uh,
4: event here? Jack Gillette, the previous owner, I started conversations with him a couple years ago. And just checked in, you know, every once a year. Last year it kind of accelerated and I made a couple of visits up to Lake George to talk to him and he was beginning to dismantle the property and convince them that the best place for Uncle Sam was Danbury. Troy, New York actually wanted him because uh, Uncle Sam, there's an argument that Uncle Sam is really from Troy, New York, so they wanted him, but we were able to outbid them and, and get a hold of him. That's good. And so it turned out perfectly, right? It looks great. Did a great Robbins Graphics uh, the gentleman who does this kind of Specialty work, did a phenomenal job. He's actually rated to 120 mile an hour wind. Yeah. People are worried, and we've got a steel structure inside of him. Uh, we think he'll be here for decades upon mm-hmm. decades. So, yeah, it's going to be a little maintenance over, you know, every probably five or six years we'll have to repaint him. But uh, the fact is, he's just a, a great icon for the city.
2: And it
0: could be a tourist attraction, right? People z-
4: zip off the highway and come here and take their picture. Well, there is a whole yep. group of people that look at these kinds of roadside things. <laughs> so, that, that's a subculture in the U.S., but also I think it'll be. Uh, uh, a rallying point gives us a sense of place here in Danbury, uh, lets us know what's distinguishably ours versus just sort of being outside of New York City. So the point was to to kind of do all those things, but really to bring back a piece of Danbury's history. Mm Now, you lost the hand, his hands for a while, right? We never lost his hand. Really? We, they weren't? We removed his hand uh, because we couldn't get him under the uh, overpasses uh, on the 84. Uh, his hand would hit the uh, bottom of the... There end. was a little chatter about his hands, though, for a uh, while, The Facebook right? chatter never ended, and uh, I had to consistently and constantly calm people down that we, in fact, have his hand, and please let us do our job, and he will be complete. We wouldn't leave a one-handed Uncle Sam standing up in the center of the hammering. That was good. And you keep claiming that it's the tallest it Uncle Sam. Yeah. It is. And I don't claim you know? it is! <laughs> there was another one just There's like another, it. But, right? Yeah, but that one's not standing anymore. Huh? So he's right. And then uh, the other one, the claim is tall, said 42 feet, is standing on a 15-foot high platform. Uh, well, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. And how tall is this one? 38 feet.
0: Okay. All statue. Good. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks. Congratulations. Guys. Thanks. <laughs> so that's it. Uncle Sam is permanently on duty at the corner of White Street and Baumforth Avenue, and every time I go to Dunkin' Donuts or sit at one of the three stoplights at that intersection or try to cross the road there, at that crazy traffic, I'm going to glance in Sam's direction and ask him for protection as I go on my way. All right, as part of our new format, we're bringing in people from campus every week to talk about what they do. Today, we have Lori Mazza, the athletic director, and she's going to kick off this segment. We'll have coaches and student athletes during the semester, but Lori's going to tell us uh, how the semester is starting and what she's looking for this uh, in the fall athletic season.
5: Yeah so um yeah very excited uh, to to kick off the new year we um uh implemented something new this year uh with our student athlete advisory council so I'm going to hats off to 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 sack along with um the advisors um uh, both my field hockey uh, coach and my women's lacrosse coach Danny and, and Jen for um putting together an all all student uh gathering or reception um and it was just a little more about uh just for them to engage with each other um and and so that event went really really well and it kind of kicked off the, the the year for the student athletes and this year we have a lot of, we have a lot of them um you know obviously we um increased our our numbers and we increase we had you know added new teams a couple of years ago and uh they've produced we have about almost 550 about 540 student athletes and so when you're when you have that many you want them to engage especially with the new york new jersey initiative we're we're um we're we're good we're we're uh big and hopefully we'll be supportive of each other i think that's always the the big goal um it's kind of hard when you're in season to support another in seasons you know but I think we uh, uh, that event really, really kind of brought them together. We had a great, you know, all student athlete photo, which will, will be a new tradition. So, um, you know, adding some new traditions to the old ones are, are always fun. So, but the, the new year has kicked off. We uh, we haven't we had a football scrimmage. They actually cook, kick off this weekend away um, at Dean, and then all the other sports are are, are ready to go. I think uh, cross country also starts um, this weekend. Um, tennis starts i think it's uh, uh friday i think it's friday i mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. track of my days um friday saturday for sure and then um everybody else has started so uh women's soccer is coming off their tournament uh one-on-one uh, men's soccer uh, it wasn't a tournament they played two separate days they're one-on-one uh volleyball i think is three and zero right now um so they're doing well and uh field hockey with a Incredible overtime win. Um, they're 2 0. So we're off to a good start. And no uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I think when you have that many students in and, and, and um, you know, they can see some success early on, it's, hopefully that'll just carry all the other teams to, to, to winning season. So hopefully we'll get to host a lot of LEC championships or mascot championships and, and uh, it, it should be a good year.
0: Mm-hmm. And isn't this the first season for cross country?
5: Uh, they ran last. They did run last year. Hmm. You know, I, I think um, one of the things that we're really trying to to kind of get done is their cross country course. We're actually going to have a cross country course on campus, mm-hmm. uh, but that t- it's taken a little bit more time than anticipated. But th- th- we actually have portions of it open um, for them to run, which is nice uh but the it's not fully completed yet uh, it should be completed by the end of next year mm. so um we'll be able to to i plan to put on at least one home meet next year um but for right now it's it's um we probably we, there's a phase 1 phase 2 The phase 1 is uh, almost complete and then but enough for them to run a few miles, and and then phase two, which completes the, the entire course,
1: mm-hmm. which is and over at competing. Ives.
5: They are competing. Yeah, they competed last year. They'll compete this year. Uh, men's golf, I think, opens up this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, everybody else is everybody else is kind of out on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
0: And did men's golf play last year?
5: They did. Every, all the new sports started last oh, year. Okay. Yep um and so it was uh, uh men's swimming men women's cross country and men's golf those were the, the four that we added and they all started last year and then uh, this is their second year
0: so 450 athletes are almost 10 percent 500 is 10 percent of the student population
5: yeah yeah so it's something we're proud of but uh you know we're we're there's opportunity still to grow as long as you know our facilities keep growing with us. But <laughs> I think it just it depends on what the university is really wanting and and how fast uh, they want us to to grow. Because right now we're we're probably at our we're probably at our max. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's always an exciting opportunity to when you when you get to uh, add a new sport or add a new uh, facility or anything along those lines. So and then not to mention the whole recreation side of the house, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, you know, we, I think RecFest was going on. There was a, I don't think it was Rec Fest or whatever, but there was a recreational event um, actually in Brookshire right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I know that's going to be going down shortly. So finding that space to, to ensure that our student athlete, not student, our students overall have, have an opportunity to engage in health and well being aspect of, of their college career here. So
6: mm-hmm.
5: um, yeah, we're, we're a, we're we're busting at the seams, which is a good thing, um, and hopefully we're providing the the experience that um, every student deserves at at a university.
0: Yeah, it just provides one more reason to come to Westcon, mm-hmm. right? For uh, the academics, the clubs, the mm-hmm. social scene, but also the uh, athletic scene too. Yeah,
5: yeah, it's. Um it, we uh, and I think it's slowly becoming. I will say, not that we weren't a family, but you know, I think the identity, the branding that that uh, the university has done, and certainly the athletic department's done, has has added to it. We we. Uh, rented our brand new bus we went with the new bus company this year and and uh, you can't you won't be able to miss us on the road. So it's it's definitely um it's definitely there uh, uh, but um, it's something that i think the students deserve and and I'm proud that they get to ride in a bus like that and have the the comforts of a high-quality travel experience, which um, we always have had, and, and something that uh, that I want to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's—yeah, you can't miss it. It says West County all across the of <laughs> the, the bus. So—
0: and you're going to pick somebody to uh, come in and talk to us next week too, right? Uh, I, I,
5: yeah, I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I think the format's great. I am always happy to to provide it, uh, whether it's a coach or whether it's a student athlete. Um, to, to come in and, and talk about the new and exciting things that's going on in, in their program, or, or how it is viewed by even a student perspective, is, I think is always always good. The good and the bad, you know. Mm-hmm. I I always tell the students when I meet with them um, during the SAC meeting is uh, this is an opportunity to make things better for the next class, both now and 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 behind you. Um, and their experience is is, is critical. For me to understand, so if there's something negative, if I can alter it to make it better, then then I, I would like to do that. But I need to know. And so sometimes when people say, oh, um, this was this was awful, I'm like, okay, great. I need to know that as opposed to all, all the good. Right. But, and we are doing a lot of things good mm-hmm. and worth a lot of things better. And um, still have a long way to go, But but that's okay. Yeah.
0: Probably you're the only one who knows notices all of it, though. Everybody else looks at it and <laughs> thinks, "Hey, that's a pretty good program."
5: Well, I think that's good as long as we're shielding. You know, when I say shielding. You know, as long as it, the experience is good and that mm-hmm. that really the positives are the ones that most people see. Um, and uh, if there's a few negatives, that's that's okay. But we'll 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 write that ship pretty quickly, hopefully. So, mm. but yeah, I'll uh, I'll certainly. Um, provide a list of of coaches and and students that I think would be uh, perfect for a segment like this.
0: That's great. Uh, This is our very busy athletic director, Lori Maza. (laughs) Thanks for coming in today. And we'll talk to you again soon, too.
5: Perfect. Thanks so much. Thanks.
0: We're here again with Dr. Missy Alexander, the provost and academic vice president for Western Connecticut State University. Today, she's going to talk about how she really enjoys being a professional nag, but she doesn't want to bring that so much into the classroom, especially with technology.
7: (laughs) Uh, The professional nag role. Yeah, well, that's the role you have when you're an administrator, basically, right? You know, my colleagues here who are chairs first start to see it get your schedules in on time, get your syllabus in on time, get your PIN from your advisor, get your registration. All we're doing is sending nagging messages. As dean, it gets worse. As provost, it's my full-time job, you know, to just nag everybody all the time. And I embrace that role. Um, I think it's important to have somebody give you those necessary reminders. But I think... um, There has to be a moment where the transfer of responsibility takes place. And I have been a little concerned about some of the innovations, as they're described, in higher education that maybe would take on the role of the nagging for me and whether or not they're stunting our growth. That's really it in a nutshell. So here's the deal. When you become a provost, every morning in your inbox— You have advertisements from at least 20 organizations trying to sell you the next great thing to corral your students, to improve student retention, to improve your outcomes, etc. And there's a point at which I just want to delete, 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 and I have to admit that's mostly what I do. But I read them now and then to try to see what would benefit us. And, you know, we have these nagging problems. For example, keeping track of our students, right? Do they show up for class? Have we got a good attendance record? What should we do if they don't show up to class? Some of those questions are driven by regulations, and some of them are just driven by genuine uh, what happened to Joey, you know, questions, right? And so I've been offered a solution, a technology that will take attendance for me and um, by way of our students' smartphones, And I have to tell you that the second I heard that one, I started to flinch, right? Of course, it's a technological solution to good accuracy. But let's face it, those phones, once employed for that, are tracking devices. And okay, I don't like that part. I really just feel like that's a bit too much for us to be taking on. But more importantly, it then adds the rest to the benefits. Okay, so not only did they not show up to your class, but they also didn't show up for X. You know, they didn't go to dinner last week. They haven't been in the library and -and so-and-so. Should we be tracking them down? Now, look, when a student is missing from multiple classes... That is so, several faculty notice they're gone. We should have an alert. I think that alert is called call the advisor. Okay. Send an email to the advisor. If they don't have a faculty advisor, send it to the, you know, professional advising staff way right here. And let's just do a little kind and gentle outreach. But please be aware that most of the time all of those students have been sent multiple messages. They've been sent messages usually from the registrar. If it's gone beyond three absences, they've been sent messages by their faculty member. We have to understand that sometimes they don't want to engage. And that is an adult decision that they are making. It is maybe not a great decision at that moment, but the one that they're making. And so if I overdo this tracking, am I not allowing for this moment to happen where, you know what, okay this is probably not going to be your best semester but maybe you need to go through this sort it out and then you know make your decisions about your education because if we keep propping you up we haven't done something about being different from high school being different from mom as nag or dad as nag but you as determining which messages you're going to take which ones you're going to, you know, say no to and how you're going to navigate and control your education. And this is, in fact, the fundamental difference, right, between K-12 and higher ed. You're now in control. I don't want to give you no training wheels, all right? I want to give you some help. I want to follow up with you. I do want my uh, colleagues to do their best to send a message when you're missing and say, hey, what's there? But if you choose not to open your email or your text messages from us, I want to say, all right. Maybe this is time for you to figure it out. Okay. Um, now we've do a lot here. I'm not saying we're not supporting people. We have a, you know, what we're in our fourth year or third year of our FY program, our first year program, to try to help students find supports. We have strengthened our tutoring resources in really important ways. We've added peer mentors to our FY courses, again, to give them another person to talk to instead of not, instead of just talking to faculty or administrators. So we're doing outreach. And I'm coming up, you know, soon with, I hope, a a cool academic coaching program to support students who don't need necessarily tutoring in you know, um, writing, but just sort of some help about how to navigate the time and the skills necessary to succeed. But all of those things are on offer. At some point, it's up to the student to determine that they're willing to avail themselves of those things. And I don't want to put too many technologies in to do the nagging and get them to avail themselves of those things by being compelled to. We have to actually encourage self-reliance, and decision-making as adults. So I want the resources, but you know what? Let's face it. We all stopped listening to the nags in our lives at some point. So let's not overdo it, and let's allow them and facilitate help and let them decide.
0: This is the place in the podcast that we mentioned some of the other podcasts, Companions to WCSU 411, which is considered the flagship pod for the university. Gab and Grow is an example. It's hosted by Mary Beth Griffin, a director in residence life, and she brings in campus experts to talk about what students, mainly first-year students, can expect on campus. So far this semester, she's done pods on the Ansel Commons, Testing services, and the subject of resilience, and a bunch more. So, check out Gavin Grove for a pretty good understanding of what to expect as a student. We all come to you from Western Connecticut State University, which offers a high quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at Wescon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. All right, we've been waiting for this. Chantelle Williams has entered the studio in the basement of Whitehall here, and she'll bring us all the news about what's happening on the campus of Western Connecticut State University. Welcome, Chantel. Thank
6: you. <laughs> I hope everyone had a great uh, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> we did, did you? I did. Um it was raining though, so nothing special. <laughs> That's I didn't true. I had plans, but then I was just like, Oh well, they got cancelled. So oh, What well. about the volleyball,
0: <laughs> the sand the beach volleyball?
6: Um I think that still happened. Um well, you
0: said I, you were gonna be there.
6: Yeah, I, I couldn't because my cousin had a baby shower that I was unaware of, so I had to <laughs> attend <laughs> I got told the last minute. So wow. um but yeah, she's having a, a baby boy, so That's yeah. Good. <laughs> so Um, I was able to attend the baby shower and things like that, but I heard the events that happened on campus went really well. The karaoke night, fun time. (laughs) And then they had um, an ice cream social also, so that was fun. A couple of people came out and um, shared their happiness for ice cream, I guess, (laughs) and got around and met a couple of new people and uh, had different conversations and things like that, so that went well, along with the volleyball tournament Mm -hmm. Um, and the field games. I think the field games... um, Just got moved up earlier, so to kind of beat the ring. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, all the events and then um, the Chuck's Cup and everything like that that went on still went on because I saw on everyone's snapchat yesterday uh, they had tug-of-war they had they, they had a lot of games a competitive games so That's cool uh, a lot of people went, there yes yeah That's so good. it seemed like everyone had a good time and uh, and everyone had a good Labor Day so <laughs> despite the rain
0: can't beat that right
6: <laughs> so um, that was the only thing but rain has been getting in our way a couple of <laughs> for this past week because clubs <clears throat> carnival got um postponed oh it did yeah because I of the rain yeah so um I was like in class the whole time I was like I got up early that morning to get everything together, I was like frantic. I was like, This better not get canceled. But I had a feeling in the back of my mind it was gonna get canceled because of the rain. So, yeah, and sure enough, we got the email um, during class that the club's carnival has been postponed till tomorrow. But then it's supposed to rain tomorrow, also. So, oh, I'm is. not sure. <laughs> We're gonna to have to see if it's gonna uh, still go on, but it, it as of now it's still happening. Fairfield Lawn, um, twelve to five. So you uh, see yeah. all the tents. Yes, you see all the tents, the food and everything like that. One good thing that came out of it getting postponed is that we get double the food. So like they fed us last week, plus they're gonna feed us this week. You know, so and they had candy <laughs> apples. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of different uh, foods, and we're gonna have that all again this time around. So red
0: candy it's... or uh, caramel. Um, it mm. was like
6: caramel. Yeah, mm, that's mm-hmm. better. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, it didn't break my teeth. Or anything like that. That's so that good. was good. You know, because you know how you bite it and uh-huh. you just like, yeah, but oh, it was no, really lose good. All my cavities, so <laughs> I know. <fillings. laughs> so they had like, um, yeah, they had a, so much different food um, all day for us. Like the time that Clubs Carnival was supposed to take place, they just put it in the Catholic Student Center and we were able to go in. That's whatever. great. Yeah. So um, they're going to have that for us tomorrow again. So all of the events, all of the clubs will still be there. Hopefully, we're crossing our fingers that it won't rain. Um, and if it does, it just rains after Clubs Carnival. Mm. Um, and and we hope it turns out to be a beautiful day like it is today. It's nice and sunny and everything um, because we really want to get everyone, you know, involved and all of the clubs are excited to get everyone, you know, see um, all the new incoming freshmen and all of that and uh, just get some new members and get started with their clubs. We have a lot of great events and I talked to a couple of the other clubs and they're planning a lot of great things. So everyone's excited to get started. It's just the point of like reaching out to people and yeah. um, oh, we're hoping Clubs Carnival uh, still takes place. So still stop by. <laughs>
0: and you'll be running around around directing things. yes so
6: i'll be with about three different clubs mm-hmm. um i'll be doing tie-dye with bsu and then i'm going to jump to <laughs> the office and do that stuff then i'm going to jump to uh bswa and i might get pied in the face we're going to see um so yeah i might just be you're going to see you know a little short person walking around like just, just <laughs> going from station to station so yeah <laughs> so if you get
0: pied you'll um take a photo of that right i will
6: i okay. will have a photo even better, I'll probably have a video oh. um, because we're gonna see, you know, at our table it's like a, a like a raffle thing. So mm-hmm. um, you can donate like a dollar, and then if you knock the, you know, how you have like the games at the carnival where you have one ball and you have to knock the pins down. So that's kind of what we're doing. If you knock them down, you get to choose who you like to pie. So. We're gonna see. What I'm if hoping. Pete and I
0: show up at that?
6: Um, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> just don't pick me. Oh, that would be the <laughs> point. We don't know anybody else. That's fine. <clears throat> <laughs> pieing someone is a great is a great way to get to know someone. So <laughs> you know, just don't do me. Oh, <laughs> no, uh. it's really fun. Um, so I'm oh, like, I, I don't mind getting pied in the face. It's um, <laughs> it's just really whipped cream. It's not really pie, but right. um, it's still fun. It's just a way to get everyone involved. You know, I don't I don't think anybody has a problem pieing anyone. So. So, um, it's just a fun thing. So yeah, clubs carnival is still taking place as of now. Um, if something changes, you know, I'm sure the school will update us. Um, they no. might move it inside, but mm. I still think it's going to happen for this week. It just might not be outside. It's the only thing.
0: Yeah, we can live with that.
6: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just you know we're just I, I think we're just so used to this unpredictable weather mm-hmm. for us. <laughs> like, we just know how to adapt very, very fast. That's right. <laughs> So I think that's that's one good thing. Um, okay, so on Wednesday. Um, September 4th. I can't believe we're in September already. Mm. Um, PAC is hosting a big e-trip, and tickets will go on sale for on, on September 4th at 10. Um, you can go on the West Westside uh, Student Center to purchase your tickets, or you can go on Midtown Student Center. Um, and the trip is going to take place um, Saturday, September 21st. And it's only $5 for WCSU students. Now, I know a lot of people do Big E trips and things like that, and I know um, I got offered two trips, and they were about $30 mm. and things like that. For $5, that's great, and we um, have transportation. Um, I believe the... Bus leaves at 10, and we come back. I think we're out there, like, the whole day. Like, we come back, like, around 4 or 5.
0: Have you done that before?
6: Have I been to the Big E? Mm-hmm. I have been to the Big E. I just haven't been with the school. Mm. Um, But I haven't been to the Big E, and I think it has to be, like, eight years i went when i was younger with my family so um i might just you know go and purchase my ticket and go because i haven't been in such a long time and i, I remember just eating everything there <laughs> so, there's a lot of food there's a lot of food like even food that i did i had fried donuts um like not even like not like donuts are sweet, aren't sweet enough, you know, mm-hmm. but they had a nerve to fry them in like a thick batter. They were mm-hmm. so good. And then they had like a bacon, egg, and cheese donut sandwich. Okay. My so God. instead of just regular bread, they had donuts. Can you imagine how like sweet <laughs> that was? I just By the time are I you left. you eat those again? No. Yeah. I, I know. I You know, that was like a one time thing. Like, let me just. And I didn't even eat the whole thing. We just mm. tried a piece because we were just experimenting. Never again. I, I just can't. <laughs> it's just not a combination yeah it's just it's just not wow. for me mm. but if you're interested in trying it i would say go to the big e you know um and
0: share with friends
6: right right split it don't get one on your own unless like you really really like love it but i had a barbecue. was like they kind of mm. they called it barbecue in a cup because it was literally barbecue in a cup um and it was really good it was very sloppy but it was very good like uh. <laughs> it was it was super good um but they had uh, they have so much food they have like corn like these thick like turkey legs like mm. the really big ones um so like it's really fun and it's um, for $5, you can't beat that for transportation no. and everything. And then all you have to do is pay for like the food that you want to eat. And all they right. also have rides. Um, They have animals. They have shows, music. It's a great time. It's a huge festival, so... And, um, yep. Yeah. So it's the 21st, and tickets go on sale for WCSU students on um, Wednesday, September 4th. So, um, go get your tickets today. Um, they fill
0: up pretty fast. Yes,
6: they do. And it's only, and then also, if you want to bring somebody um, that doesn't go to D- uh, WCSU, it's only $10 for them as well. So,
0: yeah, yeah. that's good too. Yeah,
6: so it's, it's a good price. So, you know, those tickets are going to sell fast. So, mm-hmm. get in line. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a um, wonderful shape. So, look out for that. Um, so accessibility service as having an open house, um, Wednesday, September 4th from 11 to two. So, um, and then after that, the accessibility, you can walk in anytime if you ever want to get information. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the accessibility office is, is for those who have, um, maybe need extra time, um, with the test or, uh, special like, uh, learning privileges or anything like that um they provide that for you they're able to contact you contact your professor and anything like that if you have trouble taking notes um they will connect you with somebody who's who who's good at taking notes who's in yeah. your class and willing to um help you with that so it's a great resource um also they my, i think they're still hiring for note taking and things no like that so hmm. yeah um so they're having their open house and it's just a great way to go there and um you know get some information uh see what the office is about and um see if you're interested in helping or even just being involved in the office mm-hmm. in, in any type of way so that's good i always like to promote you know good offices and things like that <laughs> not just my office <laughs> but promote all the offices because we have a lot of resources here on campus for uh students and so we want to make sure that they're being utilized. So Yeah,
0: <laughs> they make sure everybody is welcome here. Right, at
6: right, right. So you can stop by anytime. They're very welcome and they're very nice people. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they provide you with a lot of information as well. Um, so Thursday, September 5th, simple steps for starting your own business. If you're interested in starting your own business, so key business majors who are not really sure, you know, what kind of business they want to start or anything like that. Um, WestCon Entrepreneur Society, um, it's called ERIC. Look. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like that. It's um, <laughs> hosting so uh, like a lecture um, seminar thing for those who are interested in starting their own business but don't really know how to really get started. Um, and it's just a good way. And it starts um, from 6 to 8.30 p.m. on Thursday. Um, Westside Campus Center Ballroom. So it's a, and they're going to have a series of events. So this is like the first half. Um, and I like to promote this because... You just never know what avenue you're going to go down. Um, And I think with any major, you can really start your own business. Mm -hmm. With social work, you can start your own practice and things like that. So I know um, many people would like to be their own bosses, would like to start something. So this is a good way to like get the information, see what's a good way to start and what resources do I need and like what information and skills do I need to have in order to make a successful business. So yeah. I think it's a great series that they're having this because it's it's just information right there and it's free. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, And the communities involved are in, invited to this, but they'd yes. love to have students show yes,
6: up. Yes, yes, yes.
0: And it would be a great way, like yeah. you say, just to start thinking about how to get started on your own, which right. is also a good idea for students these days. Right.
6: Right. And you just because there's so many avenues that we can go down. and, and I think a lot of people, they don't realize you can own a business and also have like the rest of your regular career as well, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you can start any, whether it's a food business or a clothing business, anything like that. I know many people here at WCSU, they have like a small business already really? and they're trying to expand it. So this is a great way, you know. A lot of people have ideas. Oh, I would love to see this and this and that. And they're not really sure how to get it started and they don't really think it's possible to get it started. But you'd be surprised about how many large businesses started with just small ideas and um, mm-hmm. just like this. So it's it's good to go to a series like this and get lectures, not not only for business majors and marketing majors, but for everybody, everybody yeah, to start a business. I, I would love to start a business one day. Again, I don't know what I want to start, but you never know. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you should so, go to this. Yeah. So I, I'm interested interested in seeing like, you know, um, how it's going to go. So.
0: It's not just for, uh, I mean, there'll be professors there too, mm-hmm. but it's for business executives who are running yes. it. and. It uh, six weeks long, yeah. once a week for six yeah. weeks.
6: And this is also a great way to make connections as well. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's a great point.
6: It's a great way to make connections. You never know who's going to be speaking. You never know what you're gonna, you know, who you're gonna meet and the connections that you're gonna make and how it's going to help you in the future. So, right.
0: or another student, you may yeah. be a partner with somebody to be a start a business. Right,
6: right, right. So it's it's awesome, and I, I think um, everyone should try to at least make you know one of them to mm-hmm. see. You know, you never know. Just get that idea. I'm all about expanding the mob. You know, going past what you think, you know, you want to do. Just opening your, keep an open mind because you just Mm -hmm. never know what avenue you're gonna go down. (laughs)
0: It's definitely gonna be different from what you're thinking now. There's no question about it.
6: Yeah, yeah. Um, On Friday, September sixth, WCSU Women's Tennis is versing John Jay College um, of Criminal Justice um, at three thirty. So it's gonna uh, take place at the West Side Courts. Um, For those of you who don't know, if you keep going all the way down, like the hill, Mm -hmm. kind of where the shuttles are, are. place some, sometimes the courts are right there um, and I think that's going to be a good game I'm not I think is this their first official game? This might be their first game I of the season. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope they have great weather and things like that. And mm. I hope that. And tennis is always an exciting sport to watch. I mean, you watch it on TV and things like that. Um, I've never been to a tennis match uh, for WCSU, but I'm interested in going because I I want to see. I know, think it would WCSU. be good. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah.
6: I, I think it would be fun. Um, I used to love playing tennis. Uh-huh. Um, in gym. Yep, <laughs> it was always a fun. You know, it was always fun. You know, trying to like, get it, and it's it really is a lot of work. You have to be. You know on your feet and you have mm-hmm. to be fast because you have to think of the opponent's move before they make it. So it's kind of like, it, it's very competitive. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it should be a, a good game. Um, so I'm wishing all of the uh, girls a good game and we're rooting for you. So again, that's, um, West side, West side courts Friday, um, September 6th at three 30 John Jay college. Good. And then Saturday, the WCSU women's cross country is, is versing a uh, purchase college at 9:30 AM. Um, and it's on West Side campus, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a home home um, Match. meet, so mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, that should be interesting as well. I never did cross country. I did track for a little bit, <laughs> so you know, just kind of the same, but um, we recently just, I, I think was it last year or the year before that we got across country Yeah, team? two years yeah, it ago. Was, yeah. It was two years ago. I remember when I saw the flyers and everything, and I was like, oh, awesome. We're, you know, we're getting across country So um, if you even have interest in, in track or anything like that, I would recommend going out for cross-country. Because even though it's, it may not be the same, it's still in the same avenue. You Just, mm-hmm. again, expand the mind. You never know. You know, you won't know until you try. So. That's right. Yeah.
0: And it goes on rain or shine.
6: Yes, yes. So
0: you can stand out there and get wet and warm. Right,
6: (laughs) no, really. (laughs) Just bring your umbrella, that's fine. (laughs) Or you can get one of those hats. I don't know if they still make them, but it's like the umbrella hat. So you just put on your head, you know, just sit there. Pete has one. (laughs) Those hats are very cool. You know, I feel like they're going to come back in style pretty soon. (laughs) They're very cool. And they're very fun hats. So that's another match that's going on. And then the men as well, they have a match um, at the same time. against the same team. So we're rooting for both of you guys to, you know, just do well Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and win and um,
1: (laughs) bring it home. Yeah,
6: right. Um, I also want to just promote a little bit more of, like, the offices and things like that. So ISEP, Study Abroad, um, which is Donna Warner. Mm She um, is in the Office of Intercultural Student Affairs with us, uh, me and Daryl. So um, she's having a little uh, seminar thing, September 15th, um, for those who are interested in going and studying abroad. Now, I... um, I highly recommend going to study abroad. I was supposed to go study abroad, but my plans kind of changed a little bit, but I'm still the trying to go. Your cousin got pregnant or something. No, <laughs> no right? No, 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 I mean, that's her problem, not my problem. I mean, you know, that has... But, like, I was planning on going, but something like, I, I don't know why I didn't go actually, but I'm still trying to go maybe <laughs> for graduate school or anything because mm-hmm. everyone that comes back from studying abroad always has a great experience. Yes, I do. They always have like a whole bunch of stories. They have, they gain so much knowledge and it's just nice to see other countries, um, other people, just something out of what we're, our norm, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and again, expanding the mind, expanding what you think uh, like is just normal and to you, you know, just going out of the box a little bit. So um, she's having just like a little like information session for those who are, might be interested or not really sure what, you know, study abroad consists of. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the students, they may not think they can study abroad. They may not think they can fit it in their schedule. But a lot of times you can Yeah. because um, you get credits while you're over there. It's mm-hmm. just like going to school and things like that. And Donna, she really sits down with you and goes through the whole process with you. So it's really awesome. So I would recommend everyone... Um, to even, you know, freshmen start off early because you might think about it, you know, here, anybody, even if you're a senior, you might be able to f- fit it in into your spring schedule. So I just go. And they also have like winter intercession. Mm-hmm. Where you can go. Um uh, I don't know if they I know they have a trip spring break, but I don't know if you can get credits for that one, but they also have summer as well, hmm. so um there's so many opportunities to go and and you can be placed you know anywhere really right. and it's just really a great experience and I know we have a couple of Icep students here um from I think one from Spain, a couple from um Italy yeah, that's really? here. Yeah. They so. live
0: there and they came here for their Yes, so they're here. Experience. I believe
6: they're living in Penny and I met a few of them a few of the students. Um hmm. they're they're having a good experience so far and I was just wondering, you know, how they're adjusting and things like that. But they're adjusting pretty well. Um actually one of the, the guys that was on the sports team he plays soccer. So no kidding. his experience is gonna be vastly different than some of the other ones. But um I just think it's so. It's just a great opportunity, you know. Um, and everyone, like I again, no one has come back with a bad experience yet. Mm-hmm. They all like loved it. So, um, just go and get the information. Uh, again, it's September thirteenth, um, which is a Sunday. The time is not yet posted, but I'm sure she's gonna post it soon. Or you can just stop by the office anytime. That's she's true, always yeah. in there, and if you want information, so mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I think that's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you tracked down these students from other countries? I, I,
6: I didn't. My Me personally, I did not track them down, oh, but okay. um, Donna did. She was the one that tracked them down. Because um, they have like a similar program. They have ISAB where they go to school at. So um, WCSU was one of the options to come and you know uh, go to school here so it's like reverse so like we send someone we get someone kind of. Um. But
0: once they came here you tracked them down. Yes
6: I did and I introduced myself and I'm going to stay in contact with them because I'm interested to in seeing like you know the start to the finish like how was your experience here yeah. um, how were your classes how is it different from your home like it's just so many like I, I get so interested in that so yeah I'm, I'm And they like to it too I'm sure yeah, they yeah, know yeah, somebody Yeah 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 and they're very nice them. students yeah so um, and I think um I don't know if Donna. You might be able to talk to the students as well. I'm sure she's going to have them there. And yeah, yeah that's a good experience. idea. Yeah. So she has, like, a lot of her past students, and, and a lot of her past students who did study abroad, a lot of them end up going back out there. And I know one of the guys that she um, did, like, a couple years ago, he actually has, like, a job, like, mm. out there, and he no longer lives in America. He lives, like, out there. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. So you just, again, you never know what path you're going to take. So it's always good to take new opportunities. That's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> your, your mom would not like it if you moved somewhere else. Oh, No, she
6: wouldn't. No, my parents would not. My parents would probably be like, no, especially in the world we live in, no. They probably wouldn't like it, no. But it's always good to visit, you know. That's true. You can visit. You don't have to stay out there, but you can visit.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. What a great roundup. Yeah. Good job. Thanks for that, and we'll see you next week. Yes. Thanks, Chantel. That's it for this week. We always want to thank our producer, Scott Volpe, and engineer Pete Puccio, because without them, this podcast doesn't happen. Remember, WCSU 411 is free, so there's no reason not to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. We want you to share it with your friends and relatives or comment on Twitter at WCSU 411. Just nice stuff, nothing negative. And that's it, I guess, for Chantel Williams. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU 411.